Tom Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, Million Dollar Agent, welcome. Jeez, that was a powerful, what a powerful introduction. We've been rating Tom over the past couple of weeks, up oh, and that's, down. That's got to be, no, that's an up, 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 up. That's, that's an up and up. close to the best. Guys, from, from, from some honest <laughs> feedback, hypothetically speaking, there's a job, 2GB, rate, uh, rugby league, NRL caller, announcer. Yes. I go in there, give me the out of 10. Well, 10, like 10. everything, Tom, it's not just about... Your presentation style, it's the content knowledge. Yeah. And we know you are a very one-eyed Balmain supporter. I could not support that role because you would be calling everything through black and gold eyes. Okay. You want to talk about rugby league, <laughs> the season, the season? Let's face it. It's well, a great it's just starting as it's, we it's, speak, right? It's kicking off this week. This is yeah. kickoff week. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put out my predictions my top four teams, I'd like you all to put your top four teams. And what I want to do is I want to replay this podcast okay. at the end okay. of the year. We can okay? do that. We can yeah. definitely so, do that. Um, uh, Melbourne Storm. Yeah. That's a pretty obvious one. Sydney Roosters. We're under the cap. For once. <laughs> <laughs> With Sonny. <laughs> The, the Roosters have a $15 million cap. Like the rest got of us have only got, like I know they've got half of that. So I've gone We've Melbourne, got yep. Sid, I've gone Melbourne, Sydney Roosters. Mm-hmm. I'm going North Queensland. Yeah, you're a couple of years late there, but keep going. <laughs> I'm putting my neck on the line. I've, I've seen what they've done, and I like Ivan Cleary, and I know you're about to think to themselves... Is this guy? Is this guy for real? You've got to be patriotic. Think, I expected you to throw the Tigers. I think. In. I think the West Tigers will will with Ivan Cleary, stable Luke Brooks, halfback to all the people around the country that don't know all the players and the names, particularly our uh, AFL counterparts. Um, we'll, we'll cover AFL next week. Next week, yeah. we'll do our reading up. Um, <laughs> but they're my they're my four teams. Troy, Troy, uh, I'm gonna. Go. I think the Storm and the Roosters are standouts, right? Their recruitment's been very well done. Obviously, Craig Bellamy and Cameron Smith and the team in Melbourne have always been phenomenally successful, Cooper and Cronk. I don't see that changing. Cooper Cromp coming to the Sydney Roosters, I think, is, big, is big a change. big, big change. James Tedesco coming across is a big change for us. Um, I I am a fan of Ivan's as well. I have been. I, I was lucky enough to play uh, under Ivan uh, when he was at the Roosters, so I, I fully understand. And um, Rebecca has worked for for our business yep, um, yep. in the previous years, and I've known Nathan Cleary. So I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. I'm going to say, yeah, I'd love to see the Tigers with Josh Reynolds coming in. I think they'll be. You'll know in the first twelve weeks whether the yeah. Tigers are going to be in or out. Can if they've won a, eight, can you just give us the fourteen. Well, no, I'm justifying what I'm doing here, podcast. and I'm going to put Penrith. I, th- I think Penrith. Doing, this year. Are you doing vendor management? I'm doing. I'm educating <laughs> right. our listeners. Okay. But I'll put Penrith there because I think uh, Nathan Cleary, second year in, will do a phenomenal job. So I'm going to back so, both so the Clearys. you've got Melbourne, Roosters, Penrith. And the Tigers. I'll back you. Okay. Well, Melbourne Roosters, they're, they're, I think they're hard to argue by default. I'll do what you did. I'll say the Rabbitohs got a big chance this year, and, and I think they do. And new coach as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. Whether they need this year to get the new coach and the team gelling. The fourth one, I don't know. I guess it's, it's open, isn't it? I think Brisbane Broncos are always hard to toss. I mean, I'm not aware of what change they've made over the break, but, Jesus, they're always, they're they're always so strong. well coached. Yeah. Well drilled. You know, and there's teams like Tigers and George that are kind of rebuilding and coming back up through the ranks. And, and Penrith is, 
is a good team. You know, so I think it's interesting that fourth slot is anyone's. But Newcastle, I mean, they're, Newcastle. Yeah, I'll tell you something which is well. relevant. This will be the first relevant we've perhaps said on this podcast. <laughs> but the, on paper, there is a team that should win every week based on fitness, strength, size, skills, coaching. And I don't know, is that Melbourne Storm? Is that who Roosters? Who knows? We know based on you know rugby league, every sport, AFL. Best teams get beaten by teams well down the ladder consistently because they turn up. So let's bring this back to a real estate context, not that that was the intention, but when you turn up for a listing, even if you're against Gavin Rubenstein, Alex Phillips, who are amongst the best on the planet, you have a chance if you turn up hungrier, better prepared, ready to go, fire in the belly with a great plan, you have a, you have a plan, you have a chance of knocking off the best people. So, because a lot of people say to me, oh, John, I've, I've just started working in XYZ and the, the person there, they've got 35% market share and they're a principal of the business and they know everyone in town. And you can tell that they're already deflated and they're thinking they're never going to beat him for a listing. Everyone that is number one was once not number one. We yeah. know that. Rubenstein started as an apprentice. Alex Phillips Every winner was a beginner. Be, Alex was a CSM with us many, mm-hmm. many years ago. Um, all beginners. And they've worked their way up. Brick by brick, conversation by conversation. So just like in a sporting competition, everyone out there has a chance at the title, and the title is every listing you go to. So I think it's, it's all around mindset, yep. and that's why things like coaches in the world of sport and the world of, of, of uh, real estate business, that's why I mean I know that Alex Phillips, a big part of his success has been Josh Vegan in his yeah. corner. Yeah. And Josh has been an incredible yeah. coach um, over a number of years for Alex. Yeah. And to his credit, as far as I know, he still coaches him. So, yeah, he does. Yeah. You know, often, you know, Mike Sheargold used to say the best best athletes in the world all have personal coaches. Yeah. Usain Bolt, he might be the fastest guy and the most athletic, but he's still got a coach that watches every training session. Well, talent can only get you so far. Growing up in that professional sporting background, the most talented players are not the ones that make it through. So, Troy, is, 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 is talent overrated in the equation of success? I don't think I think it plays a part, but I, 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 I've seen so many athletes that were naturally gifted that did things on the sporting field, and you couldn't replicate what they were doing. But I think it's more talent. Let's what is talent defined? Something yeah. that's natural in your DNA. Correct. That's more relevant in sport because you know I don't yeah. think there was ever a closer or a lister. You know, you know, in terms of at birth, someone said, "Oh, she's going to be an amazing real estate agent." Like, okay, Usain Bolt might have had. certain physical characteristics that made made him him likely to be with the right discipline, nurture and environment a world class athlete but in the world of of, of business and real estate it's it's open slather I don't think anyone is more equipped than anyone else Mm. and I think one of the things we were going to run through today Tommy which if we we do I'd love to do it was we were talking before you had a list I think which you might put on your slide I had a slide that I had actually uh, plagiarised off social media uh, some time ago, which was 10 things that require zero talent. And uh, what we might do is the remaining five or seven minutes on this podcast, if I cannot throw some of these, I mean, the, the list of 10 is being on time, work ethic, effort, body language, energy, attitude, passion, being coachable, doing extra, being prepared. So you, can you put that on your website? I'll put that up on, I'll put that up on uh, the website and I'll put it up on uh, my social media again. Mm. And I'd love to unpack the ones that you, um, that resonate with you, like, um, let's talk about, uh, let me throw this one here. Being, being coachable like requires zero talent. So what we're saying there is the person that shows up 
Well, and, and being coachable can mean a range of things. It can be, like we just said, have Alex has Josh in his corner, which is ideal, but it's not, not affordable to everyone else. But don't let that put you off. You can be coached by YouTube. Mm. You can be coached by MDA Podcast. You can go to Real Estate Gym, join there, cost-effective, and be in a network and a peer group, be coached. You can be coached by your principal in your office. So you office. don't have to actually see a coach these days, is there? No. There's so many. I mean, once upon a time you did, but now it's, it's so. So what does that mean, being coachable? It means checking your ego at the door because you know we all have self-esteem by the way i think is really healthy yeah. self-esteem thinks i'm a valuable person i'm worthy of success i'm good at what i do and i'm getting better that's a nice play ego is where you go off the richter scale you start thinking you're god's gift to real estate or whatever and you kind of think you know it all and i hear people all the time say oh yeah i knew that you'll start telling them something oh yeah i knew that i've read that i knew that. you know what you know but do you do what you know it's about being curious all the time. And um, if you're curious about everything, even if it's someone else's take on, you know, someone else has read a book, oh, I've read Thinking Grow Rich. Oh, yeah, I've read that. Versus saying, what did you get out of that? Just a different approach. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was one of my favourite books, Tom. Tell me, what, do you, what did you get out of that? What did it mean to you? What was the aha moment yeah. in that? That's the difference between ego, wanting to kind of tell you that they're at or above your level, versus curiosity. So I think that being coachable is really critical. It's easier than ever today. There's no excuse. You go on Tom Ferry, who's going to be at ARIC this year, which we're very excited about. We'll talk more about that next week. I think he's got to be the best coach in the world at the moment. This guy here, the content that he's producing. um, And I had a session with him um, the other morning, John and Troy. And I can say to you that this guy is coming to ARIC and he's speaking both days. He's got two yeah. sessions. He's got opening two both long days. sessions. And he is talking about the modern agent yeah. and how they're going to be using digital, social, how they amplify their brand in a way that's not contrived. Because at the moment, I think that everyone knows social media is important, but I think the execution of social media is probably very questionable. I mean, everyone wants to do what Gary Vaynerchuk is doing, but no one seems to be able to nail a social media profile that says, I'm a professional real estate agent and I'm a decent guy or girl. And you've got to remember, Gary is pretty much a professional blogger or or a professional commentator in in the world of social, which agents don't have to be. And if you go too far down down that direction, people start wondering... You know, are you are you more of a media star or are you actually going to sell my house for me? Correct. Yeah. Sorry, Troy. No, I was just going to say, if you do get a chance for our listeners, just go on onto Instagram and follow Tom Ferry because yeah. his content that he pushes out on his Brilliant. Instagram stories and it's free, right? is unbelievable. Absolutely These little three-minute videos, five minutes, you know, three things not to say at listing presentations, yep. you know, five ways to counter the, you know, your price is too high or your commission is too high. You can also it's go phenomenal. onto his website, tomferry.com, Put in your email address, and it gives you free content like eBooks that you can just download that are so relevant today. Well, what were so some the, of the others, Tommy, so, on, so on that being list? Being coachable, uh, um, work ethic. Um, yeah, so just like you got to work hard, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean you got to work eighty hours every week because we are also the three of us, and our coaching is around balanced living. And being the richest person in the cemetery is not a success, so we yeah. know that. But you know, this nine to five stuff in our industry, five days a week, is just not going to cut it in terms of getting you to it. Um, I, I think you've got to be prepared to put in and you've got to be accessible and put in so people know you're the right person. Being on time. Well, you were late today. Oh. 
So, so that. Let's go to the next one. Let me go to the next this one. Is a, <laughs> let me go this to the is ultimately one. this is responsibi- a- taking responsibility, <laughs> taking responsibility, and I'm taking responsibility. I spoke to Troy. I said, Troy, I'm running five or six minutes late. He says. Do I go up and get started? I said, no, wait for me. <laughs> so what happened is Troy got punished because of, of, of well, me running Well, j- jokes aside on that one, almost I, do, I do think when you're listing a property, and let's, whether you're a buyer or a seller, by the way, being on time, and, and we are, the three of us are generally very punctual, being on time is important because it sends a message. One is, you know, you arrive in a better frame, right? You arrive... 10 minutes late, you're rushing, you, you know, you're in the car, your, your adrenaline levels are up, your stress levels are up, you're ringing, making excuses. What you want to do is actually arrive in the right frame of mind, ideally five to 10 minutes early, so you know, you're there and you're mentally. So I think that's really important from a, and by the way, it costs really nothing, it's, it's a habit. Second thing is when you, arrive, when you arrive, the impression, you know, someone almost invariably, people look at their watch when the doorbell rings or you knock on the door, People look at it, okay, it's two minutes to nine as opposed to it's four minutes past nine. That starts that feeling because mm. someone's thinking, well, hang on, I should be a bit of a VIP. I've got a nice home to sell. I've invited Troy to my home. He's here. He can't get here on time. That's interesting. Subconsciously, I'm not saying people sweat over it. And I'm not saying you can't recover from being a few minutes late. What I'm saying is it's not a great start to an important relationship. So, I, you know, again, if one of your habits or your weaknesses at the moment is not being punctual, make it a habit. So yeah. make it a positive habit and a strength. Mm. I think it's really critical. What you don't know, Tom, though, I messaged John straight away to say, Tom's running late. I'll be waiting down the front. He's taking credit for it. <laughs> Next one. Give us a couple <laughs> more. I like these. These are good. We are friends. <laughs> and, and obviously, you know, just for our listeners, to, to what we're saying with this list, which I think is a brilliant list, is the stuff that makes you really successful costs generally nothing. Yeah. costs you generally nothing. And being on time really costs you nothing. Being coachable costs you nothing. Hiring a coach might cost you something and often not, not as much as you think. Next one. Um, Give us a couple more. Energy, attitude, passion. Critical. Energy, attitude, passion. Who so, was it that said you choose your energy? Uh, uh, energy is a choice has been said by a number of people. Tom Ferry, uh, Tom Ferry talked about it at uh, his conference. I think Vonachuk um, might also talk about I think I was watching a Gary V blog or video, Troy, recently, and, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him, but anyway, uh, you're right, other people have said it. You know, your energy, you choose your energy. Yeah. And a lot of people, when they hear that for the first time, they, oh, well, no, you know, I didn't sleep well last night, or I've got things going on in my mind, or whatever. But it's amazing that, that in the main, you can choose your energy you want. You can wake up and say, okay, I didn't sleep well last night, but I'm going to sleep really well tonight, and I'm now going to choose to be focused between now and when I hit the sack tonight, and I'm going to put some good food in my body, and I'm going to you know, drink some good fluids, and I'm going to think about all the positive things happening in my life, because energy either comes from physical, physiology, mm. physiological, or it comes from emotional. And so it's what are you thinking and what are you putting in your body and how are you carrying yourself? I mean, Robbins talks about this all the time, Tony Robbins. Yeah. And again, do people want to list with a low energy agent or a high energy agent? Always I, high energy. I, I think the thing that uh, we're saying in this podcast is that if you're not the sort of person that was born with an IQ of 140 that can do a Rubik's Cube in two minutes, if you're not the sort of person that necessarily was born with the gift of being able to make people laugh and carry small talk well and be a world-class presenter and all of that, but you're the sort of person that 
wants something badly, that there's all these aspects that are all effort related that can quickly pick you up mm, mm. and in many times overcome the person that's talented that is not putting the effort in there. So it's an exciting thing for all our listeners. You know, you're going to post that list, but from when you ran through it verbally a few minutes ago, Tommy, it's all around decisions yeah. and being organised to do it. That's all it is. It's not about you know DNA. It's not about, well, when I become a great agent, I'll be energised, I'll be punctual. No, no, you need to be it now to become that way. So I think it's a really good list. And, and even if people have seen it on social media before, go back and review it mm. on Tom's social media, on Tom's website. And then think about it. It's one thing to read it. Because a lot of people, Tom, they, they get a Instagram post. They say, oh, okay, that's good. And they kind of bathe in the thought or the feeling for a minute. It's another thing to print it out. So what would I do if I was kind of a listener and I was wanting to kind of triple my sales? I'd print it out. I'd zero to 10 score myself. 10 is well best. Where am I in these 10 areas? And then say, okay, well, hang on, I'm a six here, I'm a five there, I'm a seven there, what do I? And then give me three things I can do to increase energy. Three things I can do to be more punctual. Three things I can do to be more coachable. And then build yourself a plan. You know, we talked last week about you have to have a plan for your business and your life. I can't help it. I'm looking at this list here and I'm thinking to myself, in many ways, what you're doing is doing a building inspection on yourself. Um, you're going through and having a look on uh, what areas are fine, what areas need some minor work, and what areas need a major overhaul. Um, and I think it's relevant using, you know, it's a real estate audience that we're using the, the term a building inspection, but you don't know what to fix until you know what's broken. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think having a serious look there. So, guys, I want to thank you again. I want to thank our sponsors, realestate.com.au. Um, and I look forward. Um, how many minutes was that, Troy? Uh, 18. Eighteen. Eighteen minutes. That's a. You're infatuated with time on our podcast. Right. I, 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 yeah, I, Tim. Tim Ferriss did a two and a half hour one the other day. His latest podcast might be now two ago, three ago. Yeah, it was two and a half hours and worth listening to if you can dig it up. Two and a half hour podcast. Yeah. So you worry that people find us boring after twenty I, minutes? I, I'm always after. It's, You're probably it's, right, it's, by the way. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a <laughs> It's a very it's a it's a good question. I'll tell you why. I'm always asking people. I'm curious. I'm curious about video, social, audio. I'm always sussing out what engages people the most. Like someone said to me the other day, every property video they do, they do sixty seconds. And yeah. I asked to him. His name was Mark Simboli from the professionals at Cogra. And I said, Mark, why do you do it? Actually, it was funny. I was doing a sales presentations and uh, uh, Nightingale, the St George. Uh, yeah, uh, winger, winger was was sitting there in in the, in the session, right? Oh, there. he works for them, does he? Well, he's aligned uh, okay. to them. Nice. He's aligned to them, um, and he's. I got to tell you, he's a very clever boy, yeah. uh, very clever guy. Anyway, I was sitting there, and I said, "Mark, why do you do? Why are they all sixty seconds?" He said, "Well, I figured it would just make things very efficient if I know that Insta can only take one minute, the magic minute." And if I know that Facebook, I can put a minute. And if I know that I can put on real estate. Is Facebook limited to a minute? You it's not limited no. to a minute. Okay. But, but, but what he noticed, John, is because he cut them down to a minute so he can use the same piece on Insta, yeah. that the engagement of all the videos was better because I think a shorter property video um, has got better engagement than a longer property video. He's very intuitive because there are plentiful statistics that tell you 
that beyond 60 seconds. I think it's more so in video, by the way, yeah. than audio, because a lot of people are probably listening to us in their car, yeah. and they're between appointments or driving to or from work, I imagine. Yeah. Or they're on a treadmill, maybe. But all those activities generally take longer. When you're watching YouTube, you know, you're often just at a cafe, you're kind of in bed at night, just kind of scrolling through social feeds or whatever. And I think that um, you're therefore, unless you're grabbing their attention, yeah. really, and you know, grabbing them, hold them, you know, anything more than 60 seconds, it's like switch to the next thing. So I think he's very intuitive there. Uh, I like that idea. Yeah, we talk about the magic minute in video a lot. And if you capture the audience's attention within the first eight seconds, you'll normally retain that engagement throughout the entire 60. Well, we've just given 20 magic minutes. 20 magic minutes. And uh, (laughs) gentlemen, we've had a a great day. I notice I only put 30 minutes uh, parking in in the meter. You better go. And a a (laughs) 12.10 because at least this podcast is revenue neutral. I don't want to make it (laughs) costing me money. Guys, thank you so much. We'll speak to you next week. See you soon. See you guys.